Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're about to listen to Bananas for Bonanza, episode 12. This is Andy Daly. Hello. Here on this free feed, I'll be re-releasing all of the back episodes of Bananas for Bonanza, one every other week. If you want to hear new episodes ad-free, please subscribe to my Patreon at patreon.com slash Daly. The entire Bananas for Bonanza archive is also waiting for you there, and you can access lots and lots of bonus content. So do that. Okay. Thank you. Enjoy. <laughs> Yeah! Bonanza, it's the finest show alive. So consult your TV guide, get your great outdoors inside. Take some ponderosa pride and forever make it right. I'm Bonanza. Here we go, Brian. Uh, just levels. I'm starting with a yeehaw like always. Here it comes. Yeehaw! Whoa! <laughs> That's right. One bullet now. Yeah, and it's that got- one goes out to Dakota Lansing. Oddly oh. enough, from Tustin, California. Can you believe D- that? Dakota Lansing from Tustin, California. That bullet had your name on it. I hope it hit you. Well, <laughs> folks, this is it. Uh, hello, friend. Come on in. The gate is open wide. I said the uh, intro right up front this time. No no uh, fooling around. This is uh, Welcome to Bananas for Bonanza, where we talk about Bonanza, the short-lived Western TV show from the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. And we talk about it episode by episode and we expressly do not talk on this show about monsters like vampires and mummies and werewolves and frankensteins we don't talk about them even though those monsters are a great threat to all that we as humans hold dear we don't we just don't touch on them uh, at all never do 
Well, folks, in today's episode of this show, we're going to discuss Season 1, Episode 12 of Bonanza. That's called The Hanging Posse. It's a good fan goddamn-tastic. This episode is real good. And if you are capable of liking anything, you will like this episode. That's my opinion. Uh, and we have wonderful guests. As always, going to meet our guests in a moment. But first, as always, like to say hello to our usual co-host. We've got country music superstar Mutt Taylor. Hey, I'm just hanging out here in a shipping container, and I, I finally went and rummaged around some of the old boxes in here and a bunch of old fireworks. So I know it's not Fourth of July and whatnot, but if you want to come by my shipping container, I am selling some expired fireworks. All right, expired fireworks for sale out of a shipping container in Europe uh, around about Lake Tahoe. Isn't that right now, Mud? Yeah, just go up to the lake. You'll see me there. You <laughs> Look for just, the uh, Roman candles and whatnot. Okay, just anywhere along the lake. I have side. like, you know how Kennedy has an eternal flame at his grave? I've got an eternal Catherine wheel just blazing at all times. So especially around dusk or nighttime, you, you won't have any trouble finding it. Oh, it'd be real easy to find you. Yeah, yeah. How do they do that eternal flame over there? It's, it's, that's wild. I think it's I think it's God. I don't know. Yeah, they asked. They said, God, God, you it's took God. him from us. Yeah, it's God. well, Amy, you'd know. Yeah. yeah, which I'm so glad that you're you're advertising a little bit because I mean it's I'm not I'm more like proselytizing. I have a new product line called the Blood of Christ Wine Club, small batch communion wine. Wow. You just get a sip full, and it's all from areas of the world that are uh, dangerous to Christians. So we have a North Korean Shiraz, an Eritrean Chardonnay, an Israeli Malbec, an Uzbeki Shanti, a, a, a Nepalese Pinot Grigio. But they're wow. so small. Do those come in little bottles or what? Like a the it comes in a tiny bottle that you get on like on an airplane, but you don't. It's Christ's blood, so you only you you don't you don't drink it like you're on an airplane. No, in in my mind, I'd pour that little bottle into just like a little thimble and drink it out of there like a cup. Oh, that's a good idea. It's a you pretend you you pretend it's a full size bottle of wine, and then you have like a two scale. wine cup yeah and that i'm a giant in the name of the lord hey that sounds like fun pretend to be a giant oh whatever let me say first that's amy sleeverson we just heard i didn't say your name that's amy sleeverson christian entrepreneur as you already figured out and a bonanza super fan now what'd you say this was called the blood of christ wine club wine of the month club so every month for um 199 for a year you set up (laughs) and we send you a little bottle of wine which you can take communion is most people who are like me, you start your own church because yeah. I just want to paraphrase the main sections of the Bible, you know, to kind of put it in real, you know, you know, regular terms. Yeah, you good know, idea. Which, yeah. You yeah. know, so so I rewrote the Bible recently, too, but I'm, it's not ready for publishing. <laughs> you rewrote the Bible in like a more easy to understand language. Is that what you did? Yeah. And kind of wow. like, you know, like, oh, this is what they meant. And when I say they, I mean, God and Jesus. Yeah. Together, those two co-wrote it, I believe, they, along with uh, King James. Wasn't it God, Jesus and King James worked on it all together? They was just mailing each other copies. Oh, that's right. Drafts. <laughs> It was back, back and forth and back and forth forever. Yeah. And that's what it happens when you're, yeah, when you're working on a project with somebody. Good thing it's just me on this one. So, uh, you know, I I take my own notes. All right. <laughs> now, and these I wines, think, 
Do you say the grapes are from places where Christians are endangered? Yes. Okay, yes. I like that yes. idea. So, yeah. um, a, a Laotian, um, Malbec, um, uh, we have um, just all sorts of things that, you know, a, a lot of places people are um, persecuted. Yeah. We have a, a, an Indian uh, Cabernet Sauvignon because they are, the people don't like Christians in India. Oh, is it harder heard. to get the grapes that way? It's is hard to get the grapes grown. And then once they find out you're Christian, that's why the bottles are so small. Yeah. <laughs> And that explains, did you say it was $199 a month? I think she did. For no, one no. year? $199. So you have. Because $100 of that is shipping. Oof. It's international shipping. Sure. So let me get this see? straight. It's $199 per month, and you have to do it for a year. Yes. So okay. We're talking $2,400 you're in for the year. But now that sounds about right to me if these are kind of conflict grapes, which is what I'm reading. They yeah, danger con- grapes. Yeah, danger are- grapes. <laughs> <laughs> now, a lot of city yeah. speakers would pay that for yeah. one goddamn bottle of wine, 2400 right. bucks. And it's blood. That's yeah. the other thing. Oh, is that right. It's also blood, so it can be used as blood. You wow. can treat it like a wine or you can treat it like blood. Yeah. Will you ever do a kind of a bread or wafer of the month club so I could just do the whole sacrament in one fell swoop? I'm working on it. Okay. The thing is, I'm not very good with baking, and um, I just mm. haven't been able to get anything. You know, I thought, well, maybe I could just resell, you know, stuff <laughs> that I buy on coupons. But I always, I mean, I'm in the weeds i'm in the weeds <laughs> okay sorry i didn't mean to uh, it's all right yeah amy's got a million different products going on every time we talk to her she's launching something new it's unbelievable impressive, impressive. very busy all right so get off her back god damn it all right hey i think it's time we meet our guests i couldn't be more excited about our guests here and her name is rebecca delgado smith rebecca hello hi you're the next hi, guest Dalton. on bananas for bananas how you doing rebecca I'm really good. I'm very excited to be here. Uh, well, we're excited. Hey, you're you're a host of a podcast yourself, aren't you? you got a podcast? Is that right? That that's right. It's called The Alarmist, and okay. we we kind of uh, take history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. <laughs> oh, I see. So you're looking for? Are you trying to assign blame to like one person per tragedy? Is that your idea? Well, we we can. It can be a person. It can also be a concept. You oh, know, we yeah. have sent the patriarchy to the alarmist jail a few times, but it's a sneaky little bastard. It does oh, tend yeah. to sneak out. Yeah. They ain't built a jail yet that can hold the patriarchy, <laughs> damn it. No, we're Hell working no. on it. We got to get some <laughs> Good better <luck>. funding. <laughs> Good luck. You ever <laughs> done the tombstone shootout or anything like that? I've never done a, a, a Western, but we did do the Donner Party. And that, oh. you know, oh, that, that was does... just you just blamed hunger. <laughs> um, yeah, who's to I, blame for the Donner? Now, the Donner Party was a couple of perfectly nice fellas who was uh, trying to get their way across the country, ran into a bit of weather, and uh, they had to resort to eating one another. It that was right? it was a two Donners, a director and a reindeer, I think. Oh, uh, you had Richard Donner and Donner the Reindeer? Yeah, that's a part. Okay. That may be Blame a a lack of faith. Yeah. It could, yeah. But everybody, it's like if you believed, Mm -hmm. you could have, you could make it. 
You can That's pray right. your stomach full. Yeah, oh, sure. I've heard of that a That's lot. Well, how'd you come down on your podcast there, Rebecca, on the Donner Party? Well, I'm going to have to check my notes. Uh-huh. It's been a while since we did that one. But uh, I, I know that um, uh, one of the, the guys who made the maps for the, the you know, that sent the Donner Party on their way, on the they gave them the wrong route. It was oh, like a no. new up-and-coming route. Yeah. <gasps> This and is this the map maker was kind of a scam artist. Oh, oh, man. oh yeah. Well, Google Maps has done that to hear. me before too. I wish I. What would you say there, Mutt? Well, Google Maps has done that to me before. How do you think I ended up here in this clearing selling fucking fireworks? Yeah, You're, but you haven't had to resort to eating anybody yet up there, have you? Um. Oh. No. Yeah. No. Uh, question well, I'll withdrawn. Just, I'll just say no. Okay. Question withdrawn. Yeah. <laughs> I, let's just put it this way. I yep. ain't at no one that didn't have it coming. Here, here. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. All right. Well, that sounds real good. Now, so Rebecca, did, did you have a chance to watch this episode of uh, Bonanza, The Hanging Posse that we're going to talk about today? I did. It, it was a very intense episode. <laughs> yeah. It sure was. I'm very uh, I've curious. never seen Bonanza, but this episode was a, quite the um, introduction. We've been hearing that from a fair number of the guests on this show that they've never seen Bonanza before, and I, I'm I'm starting to get less surprised by it, but I'm no less shocked. Yeah, you and you I mean? haven't even seen two fourths of Bonanza because two of the main Bonanzas weren't even in this. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. This is one of those episodes where the story simply could not accommodate the four <laughs> members of the regular cast. It happens quite often. Well, there was the the brother, the 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 chubbier brother, right? Who got oh, fat I guess he was. Yeah. yeah, he was in the beginning. He died in a drowning that has, won't be explained until they bring Bonanza back as a movie. Right. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But no, they was all four of them. They was in one scene that had a completely different tone from the whole rest of the episode. It was a it was a comedic scene. Yeah. Uh, candy. He loves candy. Yeah, the fat guy yeah. just can't get enough candy. And he's begging his brothers for money for candy. I mean, it was a good scene. I don't get me wrong, I liked it. But we we have a theory going that sometimes these episodes of Bonanza was written as like pilot episodes or even movie scripts for a different cast and they just kind of said, "Well, what do we have to do to make it work for Bonanza?" Nothing. I don't know how. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Change the names of a couple of characters. Yep, that could have happened here. Yeah, I I get the sense. This is such a masculine episode. There's so many men and men's relationships, and it's really excited me about putting out a men's product line for men. Oh, like what? Yeah, Yeah, men's product line for men. Nobody's done that yet. What would it be? Men's, well, things like, you know, just... Like a, a set of like a, a basket, gift basket you can get for men oh, with yeah. filled with one like a little bottle of poison and <laughs> a, a water bottle for conditions and baptizing, and then the suck a pebble diuretic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I hey, do I lose right. water weight? <laughs> that's right. Well, we'll get to him. There's a fellow in this episode. He's got some kind of condition that makes him thirsty all the time. And one, one of them tells him he should suck a pebble. Bad advice. Hey, uh, but you know what? I was going to ask you when Rebecca was talking about her podcast is about great tragedies. We haven't checked in with you in a bit about your tragedy charms. Oh, yeah. I don't know if wow. you know this, Rebecca, but one of Amy Slaverson's product lines, she'll sell you a charm bracelet with little charms on it to help you remember some of the various tragedies and traumas of you your life. You guys should hook up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm your clientele, Amy. Oh. I, I I'm a big fan of that charm line. I have heard about it. Yeah. Oh, I've got a wonderful just because sometimes people ask so many questions about, you know, say, oh, that's a barbecue grill. What happened? You know, it's like sometimes you don't even have the energy to explain. So right now I'm doing just purely um signature items that say exactly what happened they're longer longer terms that you can also wear as a necklace for example i have this one and it's it's well it's called red flags and it's the warning signs of if your spouse is a domestic abuser but so anyways it's like nine or ten you know different um gold i mean if it's coated 18 karat gold Mm. inscripted with extreme jealousy verbal abuse cruelty to animals a bad temper antiquated beliefs about the roles of women and men in relationships and then i have a t-shirt to go to it so your husband can wear it and then and say that's me (laughs) (laughs) that's great i love those uh, couples t-shirts you know where it's like uh you know like you'll have uh i asked her and then the other one will say i said yes or whatever for for yeah i'm stupid yeah i'm stupid or something so this would be a funny one where it's like he's got the list of all the signs of a domestic abuser and you got a shirt that says, you know, that's him or whatever. I stayed. I stayed. I stayed. There it is. <laughs> I read his shirt and I stayed anyway. I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My arm in a sling. I stayed. <laughs> Oh, it's like, does the shirt have it like like one of those tuxedo shirts? So you don't really have your arm in a sling, but the shirt oh, makes yeah. it look like you got your arm in a sling. That is so good. Boy, yes. oh boy. I'm putting that directly on my next order through Cafe Press that goes to China. Because we're, everything on my site, I sell everything in America. Okay, I yeah. sell every product in the U.S. of A. Right. So you can't say necessarily made. In the, hang on now. But it is so. There's a dog here. Quiet down, dog. Does he uh, sense a vampire or some shit? Yeah, I've got. I have trained to attack vampires, and he just is pretty much anybody that comes by the house gets gets a teeth sunk into him. So uh, I guess there's a lot of vampires. But anyways, uh, you're talking about uh, what, what? What did the dog interrupt? Oh, yeah, you can't say that your products are made in the USA. No, but no, you, no, 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 no. But you and stamp them. Anything anymore? Why would we? You know, because we're we're busy. Yeah. We're t- got so many other things going on. Let other people, and then we sell. Yes, yeah. I'm. You could, as I said before, I'm a commissionary, and uh, I just you know try to bring product lines to family and people who are um, believers. Yeah. Um, and every one of your products is stamped and certified, sold in the USA. Sold in the USA. You Never can even say conceived in the USA or like immaculately conceived in the USA, <gasps> too. 
Beautiful. Thought, thought of for profit in the U.S. Thought for profit by a profit. Yeah. Hot damn. <laughs> Hot damn. I like Man, I'm true. trying to think of... Trying to think of some other uh, uh, some uh, some great tragedies to ask you who who was to blame. I like your suggestion of Tombstone because that was a thorny situation there, Rebecca. You had that too. Well let's, well, let's run through it. You had Wyatt Earp was the sheriff of Tombstone, you and these fellas, you know, along with Doc Holliday there and Sam Elliott, and he says we are uh, having no guns allowed in Tombstone, and these gangsters says no, we need to keep our guns. Right? Wasn't that what the problem yeah, was? Well, kind of, and it's not too far off from the law and order of this episode of Bonanza either. Oh, man. It's what's right yeah. and what's what's legal. Yeah, and then we so can there's figure a out who's to blame for this episode for sure. Oh, I love it. All right, well, we will do that, and then and meanwhile, maybe we'll look up what exactly happened out there in Tombstone. But it got ugly. All right, so look, uh, well, should we? I don't want to take a break. First, I'll tell you what I'm going to do because here's what I, as you know, what I like to do is I like to tool around on the internet and find out information about the people that was involved in making this episode. So maybe I'll share some of that stuff before we get into the episode itself. Because man, oh man, I, I think I hit pay dirt on some of this background stuff. Number one, wow. this episode was written by a fellow by the name of Carrie Wilbur, who wrote a whole bunch of stuff, some of it good and some of it bad. But one thing he wrote was an episode of Star Trek called Space Seed. And that's a, yeah, that's oh, a famous I know the one. That's yeah. a famous con, the origin of con. That's got Ricardo Montalban in there as con. Wow. He wrote that. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Now, and then, uh, but this is even, this is probably the best thing that I learned fellow by the name of Oslo Stevens plays Flint Johnson in this episode. This is the bereaved widower. Mm. He was in a movie in 1941 called The Monster and the Girl. And here's how this movie is described. It says, after a young woman is coerced into prostitution and her brother framed for murder by an organized crime syndicate, retribution in the form of an ape visits the mobsters. <laughs> wow. So that's pretty good. But there was right next to that description, a little thing that said, see more. And I clicked on that and I'm glad I did. Because here's here's I'm just going to cut and paste this into the New Testament. Oh, yeah. Put it right in there. <laughs> I'm glad there's more because that I have some questions. But well, uh, this might answer some of your questions and it's bound to raise others. But this says here, okay, longer description. Scott Webster tries to save his sister Susan from the clutches of gangster W.S. Brule. When Scott comes to Brule's rented room, one of the gangster's henchmen collapses into his hands, killed by a gunman. The murderer tosses his gun to Scott and disappears. Since all the evidence points at him, Scott is arrested, tried, and sentenced to death. A mad scientist uses his brain to transplant it into a gorilla. After the operation, Scott wakes up in the body of a gorilla eager to get his revenge. Wow. What a movie. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, the Monster and the Girl. And he plays the lead, Flint? Our uh, man Flint? No, he's... Uh, actually, I'm not quite clear on what his role oh. is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Our man Flint. That's Our, another good movie. Uh, <laughs> Onslow Stevens plays somebody named J. Walter McMaster or something like that. I don't know what he does in the movie. Wow. But... Uh, that sounds just fantastic. Wow. Imagine seeing that movie, having no idea what it's about, and all of a sudden, 
This guy, it just seems like a mobster movie, and then suddenly a man, his brain goes into the body of an ape, and he seeks revenge. It's just an ape rampage on the mob. Well, Donald, this opens up a whole new can of worms for you, because you got a certain amount of finite monsters, but now suddenly you go to the zoo, and you're looking in the gorilla cage, and there's another batch of monsters you got to take care of. Exactly. Monsters with brain, uh, gorillas with brains of men. But before, now, now you say that. Now, listen to the another movie that Onslow Stevens was in in 1950. This is a movie called Mark of the Gorilla. And here's, <laughs> here's her description of what this movie's about. This one says, Nazis dressed to look like great apes are looking for gold and Jungle Jim must stop them. I'm in. So it this feels is- like... He's getting typecast. Am I looking too much into it? I think, I think you're, you're right. right. Or he's really, really found his niche. <laughs> yeah. So this is a Nazis dress up like apes to go to the jungle and hunt for gold. Isn't that right? So now I'm thinking to myself, how many uh, of the gorillas in the jungle that we just think of as regular gorillas who sitting around grooming each other and ooping and eeping is actually Nazis. And how many of the gorillas in our own goddamn zoos is Nazis? Right, because didn't a bunch of uh, Nazis go on over to South America after the war and they're probably just living in the jungles as, as apes? Yep. That's oh, what I'm afraid of. Planet of the Apes. That, I've find that so inspiring because when you know now that i'm rewriting the bible you just think oh can i put a little bit of myself in there uh, sure can i put a little bit of what my favorite things are Why so not? i'm just gonna you know maybe put some product placement inside of the bible you know for Mm-mm. you know oh you you know you the, there's a flood and then it will have like a, a little website link to um Rainwear or whatever it is I'm telling. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. believe I've ever seen those like uh, hyperlinks in a in a printed book. But you're will always... it work? <laughs> yeah. Well, it... you don't know how tech works sometimes. That's, that's true. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it tech. I yep. mean, if gorillas gorillas have new brains and it's they're from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we could eventually have something planted in the tip of our finger where if we touch it, then it pops up in our brain. Oh, wow. And then we can buy your product. Yeah. Hmm. That's by double tapping. Anything double tap. you touch pops up in your brain. Double yeah. tap. I just go around touching a guy named Eddie Bauer. I'm going to get uh, just a sweaters just going to show up in my head. And eventually it'll show up on your doorstep if you have your the correct mailing address inputted. Wow. I did not eat a fella named Eddie Bauer, just just in case you're wondering. I hope you didn't eat all of them because it sounds like he's about to be the goose that laid the golden egg. If you if you keep him in your basement, just touch him every once in a while, you get all this Eddie Bauer. There's some of the other facts for life. I've eaten I've eaten Jesus a hundred Time's over. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, yeah. From, you, from head to toe. What's he taste like? Head to toe. Oh, he has a grainy, like, it kind of sticks to the roof of your mouth if you don't get the, the, the blood in there real quick. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a peanut butter? Yeah, well, it's, you sh- you want to floss. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's good practical advice. After you eat Jesus, please floss your teeth. Yeah, he's a sinewy son of a bitch. I bet he is. I'll see. All right. Well, I could tell you, too, that uh, Onslow Stevens was in a movie called House of Dracula, in which the Wolfman and Count Dracula beg Dr. Edelman to cure them of their killing instincts. But Dracula schemes to seduce the doctor's nurse. So it what seems- is this metatextual genre of classic monster films yeah. that I have to this day never been aware of? What, where monsters don't, are trying not to kill? What? What's the? Well, I mean, just, just also cross genre of monsters and Nazis, and also yeah. yes, self aware monsters who want to better themselves. So, uh, it sounds like a allegory for the Red Scare. If I understood socio political climates, which I do not, it's, so I will not comment on it. It's it's ethical fan fiction. Oh. I've I've do, you, I'm doing a mix with the Bible and I'm also doing the Quran and then I'm doing the Torah and just kind of mixing it up what I like in it. And then, you know, and then you share it with friends online. Oh, Amy, I've been meaning to ask you, you ever think about doing the Bible as a young adult series of novels? Cause <gasps> those are so big right now. Yes. Mm. Yes. Amy, that's a good idea. Yeah. They like it's books. all about how to prevent yourself being from being raped by the spirit. Right. Cause you don't know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. You no, know, you think you're having a nice time at a party, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, I'm pregnant. Whoa. Yeah, young scary. people. Uh, yeah, go. What are you going to say, Rebecca? Well, I was just going to tell Amy, because she might be interested in this, that we we actually did an episode where we tried to figure out who's to blame for the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Holy Whoa. crap. Who was it? With Nazis? Well, n- Nazis, no, they didn't go up on the board. Um, they escaped this one. The, uh, but uh, Pontius Pilate. He, oh, you put it down there. to Pontius Pilate, huh? Oh, okay. Why? Why? He could have prevented well, it. Pontius Pilate seemed to be, uh, he, you know, he was out on holiday a lot during this time. Is that right? Oh, that's right. Convenient. So he was kind of like making his orders from his holiday home, Uh, and yeah, and 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 in all fairness, you know, Jesus, and I don't want to upset you, Amy, but he did kind of come in to Jerusalem like a little uh, a pomp. He was a bit pompous, like he came in what he was doing. He came in really hot. He came on a donkey. Whoa! Just like the Cartwrights on the Ponderosa, right? Come in. And they ride hard, and they put him away wet. Yeah. Christ came in on his chub, rode it hard, and put it away wet. (laughs) Yeah. And and I always thought it was my fault, the crucifixion. But now that really... That's a load off my back, huh? Yeah, no. Yeah, they I, yeah. do go around saying that Jesus died for your sins, and that does feel like it's putting it a bit in my camp. Now no, I come I, to find out it's some pilot. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, you shouldn't You shouldn't really carry that burden on your shoulders, uh, Amy and Mutt. That's, it's, it's not on you. I think it's more on Pontius. Oh, feel right, like, but also, yeah, go ahead. I feel like I've been released from two pillow pets that have been laying on my shoulder for years. <laughs> that doesn't sound like such a big burden, although I guess for years it would it would get to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. But d- don't, look, don't get cocky. That's all I want to say. B- be unburdened, but not cocky. 
Because you're, you're saying, saying that still straight to Jesus. Jesus. You're, you're saying Jesus. Don't. <laughs> no, get I'm, say, I'm saying that straight to Amy Sleverson. Like, oh, okay. She's just been let off the hook for killing Jesus. And I want to say, okay, uh, enjoy that, but don't get cocky because your yeah, sins right. could still kill Jesus again and right. again. Right? right. Yeah, they could. They definitely could. Don't don't buy a donkey and ride around town in it. <laughs> It just calls too much attention to you. It does. Yeah, whatever the implication of it is, it's it's probably not what you intend it to be. Mm -mm. Yeah, watch yourself around Lake Tahoe. Don't sass and step. I know. (laughs) I think there's some ornery people up here, too, let me tell you. Hell, man, I don't doubt it. All right, and do not uh, work from your vacation home. Those are all the advice. All right, last couple of things about, and then we'll take a break. (laughs) Last couple of things about Onslow Stevens. His first movie was called The Gay Diplomat, and he was murdered in a nursing home. All right, folks, we're going to take a little break and come back and tell you all about The Hanging Posse. Don't go nowhere. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, we're back. Ah, welcome back. We're, this is Bananas for Bonanza. We are here with Mutt Taylor, Amy Sleverson, and our guest, Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And we are talking about episode 12, season one of Bonanza, The Hanging Posse. And we're going to go through it. Uh, so, well, you know, scene at a time, we're going to tell you all about it. This is a fantastic episode. Man, it was good. It yeah. starts off right away with a woman in a log cabin by a lake, and three fellas ride up. They're looking for supplies. Now, these three fellas, we got a nice guy, a sick guy, and a psychopath. <laughs> it, that's the trio. And uh, it turns the out— first, The yep. first sighting of the mighty fine woman knife collection. <laughs> oh, wait, is that what it is? Yeah. Is that one of your product lines, a mighty fine woman knife collection? Mighty fine woman. If you're a mighty fine woman, you better be armed. 
<laughs> oh, that's right. The psychopath, whose name is Blackie, he does, I believe, at some point remark that this is a mighty fine woman. And while the other two go dealing with the lake, he wanders into her cabin where she expressly said, do not follow me into my cabin. I'll make hey, you I, food. Can I just say, when I laid eyes on this woman, I said, finally. Finally, dear God, we have a woman character that is going to be sustained, three-dimensional, carried throughout the episode, and possibly the entire 430 episodes of Bonanza, and I was certain of that. That's right. And and she was a woman of substance. She's a sort of an older actress, too. And she's, a, you know, she's out there all by herself in this log cabin, laying down the law to these three reprobates. Yeah. I mean, as a first time Bonanza viewer, I was very impressed. I was like, oh, first first shot is, is a, an older woman who's kind of standing. <laughs> yeah. She seems so strong. Yeah. And. Uh, I was like, this show must have been ahead of its time. Yeah. Uh, but that was short-lived. Yeah. And imagine my surprise when yeah. I, I realized those three guys weren't the main characters. <laughs> oh, oh, right. That frequently yeah. happens with this show. The main characters show up uh, uh, later after you've already become attached to others. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But I got to say, look, all right. Here's right. Let's just tell people what happens. Blackie goes inside. He's got rape on his mind but and then she picks up a knife but uh she doesn't really make any attempt to use it as far as i can tell and then we cut out of there and then we hear a gunshot and blackie runs out of there and goes she's dead i killed her and we're not sure what happened and that sounds bad you talking about her dying is not a spoiler it's more concerned that you might have missed the first 20 seconds and need to know what's happening yeah that's right That's, that's true but you know what? Given normally what the women on this show uh, have to endure, she kind of she was pretty lucky to come, to get out of the episode so quick. Yeah, I think. You know. Yeah. Well, usually they die of an illness or are whores. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. She didn't. She didn't have to be a whore or a sick person. She just, you know, and yeah. She on the other die. hand, we don't know because we learned nothing about her. She could that's have been true. both. But mm-hmm. her her kindness kind of uh, got her in trouble, yeah. I would say, because she yeah. did offer to help these guys. And I don't know if some three guys who are t- literally the fir- one of the first lines is <laughs> that they're a runaway. They can't stop by the town because they, they're not yeah. wanted there. So she uh-huh. knows the kind of guy these guys are. And yeah. uh, I-, I would not say, you know, hold on a sec. Let me get you some pie. I would yeah. say, get out. Get out of here. Don't get out of my lawn property. <laughs> she, her husband, we don't know what her husband like, or we find out later that he's yeah. he's also got a bad temper and he's unpredictable, oh, which are also signs you're in a domestic violence relationship. Oh, yeah, I'd she say, had it coming and going. Man, oh, man. Tough life out there on the range. Well, uh, okay, so now we cut to the opening credits, and this is the 12th episode of Bonanza to feature the burning map in the opening credits. This is uh, interestingly enough. And then we cut to that comic scene where now we're in Virginia City, and it's the only scene where we see all four members of the Cartwright family. We got Ben, and we got Haas, and Adam and Joe. And uh, Haas is just, he's just got his mind fixed on having some of that sweetening in there. They're at a store that's got some uh, sweets. He uh, he ends up begging money from his brother and he buys some jelly beans and some Red Hots, which were invented in 1932, <laughs> and some <laughs> and some molasses. And, and then Pa is hassling Joe about getting a haircut 
He says, I don't want any son of mine looking like a cheap riverboat gambler, which Whoa. I guess that would have been the, the, you know, the 1860s version of a hippie. Yeah, code for hippie for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah. yep. And, uh, tell, you know, something that, that, that really struck me about that scene was yeah. the way that the, the candy man, I guess that's what you call him, the store owner, the candy mm-hmm. man. Yeah. When, when he candy asked man. for the jelly candy beans, man. he just <laughs> reached in with his bare hands. Yeah. No, no glove, no scoop. He just yeah. grabbed the jelly beans. Yeah. And, I guess this is 1860 before, I don't know, the, you know, the, the codes. You didn't, well, he didn't have a letter A outside for sure. No, and I can tell you that back then, jelly beans, they thought as well were legumes that came out of a pod. And so like, just like beans, they thought they're dirty from the earth. Doesn't matter. I see. So you, they're going to cook them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They yeah, you got you to boil these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then... And then the haunted boy of the window disappears for the rest of the show. Oh, that's right. That's right. The whole time that Haas is in there putting together his candy bag, there's a little boy looking through the window like, oh, how can that gigantically fat man is going to eat all that candy? What about you know, me? My favorite thought about this whole episode is that while Adam and Little Joe are going through some of the worst extreme trauma of their life, Haas is just under a big oak tree eating candy the entire time. <laughs> just oh, having the time of his life. So you think, but then after all all that of putting together what he wants in his candy bag, he hands it over to the child. Did you catch that? He just hands the bag over to the boy and he says, because he doesn't want to, what did he say? I don't want to. Because he got so fat shamed. Yeah, he got fat. right. You're right. His little brother, little Joe, fat shamed him. And he says, I don't want to split my horse or something like that. I forget the verb he used. Rebecca, last week, no joke, we had Haas, the big fella's actual son on this podcast. He was a nice guy. Dirk wow. Rocker was Yeah, real cool. Yeah. We That's never mentioned exciting. we never mentioned his weight. No. That's, That's a good, good. point. No. So are we not yeah. talking about him being chubby anymore? No. Uh, who uh uh Haas. No, Dirk's not here anymore. We're no, oh, okay. Plus, we That's his whole him. character. He's yeah. a big man. Yeah. And also just a, just as simple as a child. Man oh man. So so uh d- delightfully dumb. Well then up comes a wagon with a dead woman in it, and it's the lady we just saw get killed by the lake, and her husband, Flint Johnson, is in there, and he says, three men did it, a prospector saw them leave, and they say, Paiute Scroggs is going to be the tracker, because now we got to track down those three guys, we got an idea where they're headed, we learn that the sheriff is out of town, and so the deputy, Jeb Clinton, who just comes right out and, and proclaims his incompetence, he just... <laughs> He more or less just says, hey, I ain't no good at this. Uh, And so he asks Adam and Joe to help with the posse so that when they find the three fellas, they don't kill them. That's what he says. He says, Adam and Joe, I trust you guys to come along on this posse so that we don't just end up killing the three guys who were seen leaving the site of the murder of Flint Johnson's wife. Also, right. where do you want to park the carriage with the dead woman? How about right in front of the candy store? <laughs> Seems like yeah. there's a spot. Gotta gotta take it. No street, no street dirt sweeping today. You're right, man. If I'm the owner of that candy shop, I'm I'm sitting there going, "Come on, get yeah. that dead body out from in front of my candy shop." This ain't good for business. It's gonna turn man. people off my candy. He, he the man is distraught. The husband is just distraught. That's true. That's true. Yeah, um, he's pissed. He's out now, of his mind with grief. Yeah, that's for sure. 
Now, here's my question. You guys are pros do, uh, th- on this. Um, there, there, the deputy comes out of the bar, the saloon. Is uh-huh. that right? I think you're so right. He, so he's just waiting. He's on call, but he's just drinking. Yeah. Oh, sure. While he yes. waits. Oh, yeah. And 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 the the uh, Paiute, you you say his name is Paiute, Paiute. Scroggs. He says something like, I got to wet my, my tongue or something. I wrote I that go. down. They wet says, dry out. I got to dry, wet my dry off. I think, I think he said, yeah, uh, are we leaving soon? And Pirate Scrog says, soon as I'm, soon as I wet my dry. That's what I, <laughs> I wrote that down too. Yeah. I like that expression. That's telling me I'm sober. I got to get drunk. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and Adam and Joe are concerned about Paiute Scruggs. They say, I think they call him a blowhard or something like that. Uh, they, well, and he isn't a Paiute. It doesn't seem like it. Right. So, Rebecca, the Paiutes are the, uh, the uh, I forget what we're supposed to call them, but they're engines of there on the, that's uh, it. Yeah, the Lake Tahoe area. That's and, uh, not it. That's no, not it. That's not. I don't. I, I don't. I have. I don't have it in front of me. But so Wait, now uh, the their arrival family. No, 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 no. A tribe of uh, we get in trouble anytime we try to talk about uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what do you call them? I, uh, indig- here's what I know. Indig- I know indig- that indigenous, indigenous, indigenous. 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 And then stop right there and don't say savages. That's what I've been told. Uh, but and so when you hear Paiute Scroggs is coming. Uh, Paiute Scroggs, you figure, oh, it's going to be one of them Paiutes, one of them Paiute Indians, but he is not. He's like a redhead, right? Oh. It's an Irishman. That's an Irishman. Does he have teeth? Oh, I didn't. I didn't notice. Does that? Did he have teeth? Uh, I, I thought he was a no teeth. I wrote. I kept in my notes. I kept saying no teeth, man. Oh, well, I think that's safe to assume. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah, probably no teeth. Oh, that okay. guy was in an episode of The Twilight Zone where he plays uh, like a fisherman who uh, comes back as a ghost or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, he's playing scrogs. So now the posse heads out, and it's a bunch of guys. How many would you say? About twenty guys on horses, and they're all pretty excited to get out there and kill somebody. And uh, except we meet these two fellows, Buck Timmons and Blue Buford, and they're two young boys, and they're on this posse, and they're nice fellows. They're the nicest guys we ever met on this show. In fact, yeah. I I don't know how they survive in this world. They're just sweethearts. They are, are these just the two that you find out at the end are just just along for the ride for some fun. Yeah, and they're delighted to be making friends. They make friends with one another. They're like a couple of traveling Mormons. I mean, they're just absolutely, <laughs> they're just delightful. Yeah. And uh, but they are going along on this posse, and uh, and they get to a certain point where, and this gets weird. Now, Paiute Scroggs says, "Hey, let's go down to McSween's, this old roadhouse down there, and uh, and just take a big long break from chasing these birds." <laughs> Because when you take a break, things speed up. Yeah. Oh. His theory is that the bad guys are going to ride hard because they know they're being pursued. And then their horses will crap out. And then meanwhile, these guys can all just, you know, spend 12 hours drinking and then come up on them uh, having uh, uh, lost their horses or something like that. I don't know what his theory is, but it's it's in the service of getting drunk. We Wait, they just that. started. They, didn't they just get started? 
Yeah, they literally yeah. just set out. This is like at the beginning of a road trip, if you say, let's have a long sit-down lunch. No, let, damn it. We just left. Yeah. Let's get a motel in the town we're leaving from home. <laughs> Bad idea. Well, they pull into McSween's, and when when they arrive, you ever been on a tour bus that pulls into a souvenir shop, and there's obviously like an arrangement between the tour bus driver and the souvenir <laughs> shop owner? <laughs> That's how this felt, because <laughs> nobody's at McSween's, and this posse shows up, and, and Pius Scroggs calls out, hey, hey, McSween, where are the whole going? Here come the whores, and it's like, oh, boy, you brought us another posse. You think that McSween's, and I'm with you on this, is yeah. basically in the posse business, <laughs> and that's a backdoor racket to, to get him some, some money. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think. Most of our business is traveling posses. And it's not a good idea for them to stop and drink for hours, but they, but they do. Yeah, yeah. They were ready to go. Those uh, the pros the prostitutes or uh, yeah. uh, you know sex yeah. workers is what oh, we should call them. I like that. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, I, I like that too. That that I have later. a new line of cards for for men. Oh. Cards that you can send to other men, um, like uh, mothers is women too, oh, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, killing is feels prime good and lazy. And I, I, yeah, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show the clip of that actually right now okay. because I okay. I like those parts. No, that's good. And then people know what these cards is all about because now. Here at McSween, oh, well, for, there's a little scene where the bad guys would catch up with the bad guys, and one of them says, uh, they they seem to know what the posse's doing, because one of them says, they got all liquored up, they're snake mean and ready for hanging. Mm -hmm. So they got an idea what's going on. And they decide to, well, they decide to take a break, and uh, so they're out thinking the posse. But anyways, here's the posse sitting around at McSween's, and we get to hear from Paiute Scruggs, about uh, what it's like to kill a man. And then we get to hear a speech from, uh, pro she's probably the madam. Oh, she, her name is McSween. And this was a lady who uh, would go on to play the mother of a pig on Green Acres. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And she Ar was- a, Ar Arthur? Arnold? What's the pig's name? I don't know. But she was a dear friend also of Lucille Ball. Oh, connections. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to share this with my screen, and here we go. Uh, this is a scene from McSween's. Oh, dang it. Are you How does it feel to hang a man, Pipe? Oh, it feels prime. You feel all dreamed out, good and lazy. You'll find out. When we catch them three up ahead, huh, Pipe? You tell them, young'un. Hanging's too good for them. When I think of that poor Mrs. Johnson... Like I always say, men ain't nothing but dirty brutes. Well, ain't they? These are the yes, two nice guys. I guess so. You boys got mothers, ain't you? Oh, yes, ma'am. Where would a man be without his mother? That's what I want to know. Pretty Where? thick New York accent on that one. I don't know, man. <laughs> mothers is the Lord's sweetest gift on this earth. That's why. And mothers is women too. <laughs> Say it like you discovered it. Don't you it. forget it. No, ma'am. You just remember that the next time you go around beating up on women. Well, we ain't beat up on no women yet, ma'am. Yeah. At least I ain't. Yeah. Me neither. Well, I wouldn't think of doing such a thing. Ah, oh, no. You are good boys, ain't you? I declare, 
I wouldn't mind being your mom myself. Yes, ma'am. They get real disturbed by that. <laughs> wow. Wait, I, now that leaves me with a question. So all mothers is women, but is all women mothers? Is all mm. women. Well, this is one of those a rectangle is a square, but is a square a rectangle? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, I don't know. I don't know either. I never was. Women no is good. mothers too. With women, women is mothers women, all, too. What does he say? Mothers? No, but she says mothers is women, women too. Mothers is women too. And women's but, is mothers too. So if mothers is women's too, all women's must be mothers too. There, mm. I, I, I figured it out. Okay. This is one of those sometimes, always, never problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So all all women have children, no matter what. I reckon that's right. Okay. okay. I suppose. At least in these well, days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I understand, my body works like an octopus where I'm way back in a cave. Oh, yeah. And then I, my the babies take all my life out of me and hundreds of thousands of them come out and maybe only one lives and then I die being eaten by my children. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. And that happens every time? Yes. Yeah, that's right. An octopus cannot survive having babies, right? Is that right? Wow. Yeah, that's A right. woman can't! <laughs> <laughs> and mothers is women, too! Yeah. <laughs> I tell it's, you. Yeah. It they, seems like she's, like, figuring out as she says the line, right? Yeah. It just came to her. Well, that's, that, uh, that's a good actor, the illusion of the first time. I, hmm. I, I don't know anything about acting. Well, now, don't oh. you feel like Paiute is reaching for his lines in a lot of the scenes? Yeah. That you yeah. think he may not get to it? Yeah. Yeah. That, like that's hard to a, tell if he's just not rehearsed or is actually drunk or doesn't I think care. At times, you can almost see the uh, script on a clipboard being held by somebody just out of frame. (laughs) Sometimes you can, if you squint your eyes just right. (laughs) Well, so that's that's a taste of the real nice guys who are there kind of like, hey, what's it like to kill a man? And he tells them, oh boy, what does he tell you? You feel all calm and And creamy? Yeah, not the description I would have expected. Having no. eaten a man. I mean, having not eaten a man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, then we'd cut outside and Adam and Joe is concerned and they talk about uh, uh, men. Sometimes it's pretty a sorry, it's a pretty sorry thing to be a man, says Joe. Real interesting introspection there from little Joe. Yeah. Rebecca, did you expect this to be so philosophical? Mm, no. I, it, yeah. It, it seemed like they were... Well, well, that that one man who is not part of the group, who's the nice guy, he said he hadn't hit a woman yet. Oh, so yeah. It felt, so it felt to me like he was trying to learn. He was trying to decide, do I want to be one of the bad guys or do I want to be one of the good guys? Um, and there just seems to be a lot of tension, like a emotional tension in this episode. Oh, uh, right. Moral, moral, yeah. like... Um, I, I just didn't know Bonanza was all about morals and 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 figuring all all of that out. Yeah, you the couple of learned. Yeah, the Cartwrights are like the Corleones of morality. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, now, so the plan here for stopping into McSween's is to get the whole posse all liquored up so that they are excited to get out there and kill 
these sons of bitches. That's the plan that everybody's kind of signed on to except for Adam and little Joe. Uh, but I think it goes a bit awry because they're in there drinking till dawn. And when they stumble out of that place, they don't look like they're ready to do nothing. And then they get on their horses and it's hot as hell. It just seems like the plan backfired. I, these guys, by the time they get to the perpetrators, they're just going to be ready for a nap, I think. I think but it was I tell you what, McSween's did a hell of a amount of business there. Yeah, that's you know, right. I think that's the real crime. Dang. That's what happened when I visited Israel. <laughs> what happened? We were bus tour, and they oh. stopped, and we all had to buy stuff. And I says, "We're on a spending plan. <laughs> we don't have any more money for keychains." Yeah. Sometimes they'll say, "You can't get back on the bus until you buy at least one damn souvenir," and then they, and they check you. You can't hang a fella. In a posse until you buy at least a fifth of gin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we had to stay in a small town outside Jerusalem just for to stop for gas. And this one young man took us down a dirt road, and he said he had something to show us. And he showed us some rocks on the ground that looked like a woman's uh, butt with a man <laughs> rutting it. And he charged us money. What? <laughs> how much looking at it? How much she charge you? And how much you get any pictures? Well, whatever the paper money is there, we gave him a couple of those. <laughs> and we didn't get pictures because I says, you seen that before <laughs> to my husband. <laughs> and we just we just laughed. And he was wearing his new favorite T-shirt, which is um, <laughs> he's the bad guy. It says, I'm the bad guy. And then my T-shirt says, circumstantial evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see that you got one. You got some of them couples T-shirts. That's great. Oh, yeah. That's fun. You guys have a lot of fun. Well, uh, sorry to hear that you got taken like that to look at those butt rocks. Well, now <laughs> back out there on the road, the bad guys would catch up with the bad guys again. And this is where we learn that Schuster, the old bad guy, he has got some kind of condition that makes him drink all the water he can find. He's just thirsty, thirsty. And uh, the nice guy uh, in the in the bad guy group says he doesn't want to run anymore. And he's, he he kind of says, hey, wait a minute. He comes to this discovery, seems like several hours late. Hey, I'd ran away because of something I didn't even do. <laughs> what what'd I do that for? He says, I'm going I'm leaving. I'm going back the way we came. And uh, but the Schuster, the thirsty man. For some reason, he decides to stay on with uh, Blackie. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure why, but he decides that's what he's going to do. Even though Blackie's being, uh, will not give him any of his water. It's called a true friend. Okay. Mm. All right. Loyalty. Right. I should have figured that. Thirsty man with a condition. I. This is this is a part that got me very agitated. Oh, oh really? Why? Yes, because. He's so thirsty, and then he throws his canteen on the floor. Yeah. And in my mind, how do you expect to get more water later? That's if a you good lose point. Your, you know, it's not like it's a, 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 a you know, one of these plastic water bottles that yeah. you can just throw out on the ground, right? Not that I would do that. Um, but no. you can't. No, no, no. I think, I think the whole thing about a canteen is it's reusable. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you teach a man to fish, if if you give a man a canteen, 
I'm working on these Bible verses. Amy, just trying to impress you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, my friend, my gal friend, Jackie Keisha, she says, if you teach a man of man to fish, you've just destroyed your market base. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. She's a smart one. Yeah. Sell them that fish. Dang it. Yeah. Give a man a fish. That's not an option. It's no. not, that's communism. No. Well, I hear I want to show you another clip now. Uh, share my screen. Uh, every time I do this, I need to learn to do it anew. Share my screen. And now here we are at the campfire. And this time, now it's again, the nice guys are talking to Paiute Scroggs. And uh, now Paiute Scroggs gives sort of the other side of the equation what it's like to not kill a man. <laughs> now, but he already described how wonderful it is to kill a man. Here's what happens when you don't. Okay. Don't you think we're going to catch him, Piot? Sure, we'll catch up with him. But what comes after it makes you sick to your stomach. Well, what comes after, Piot? Oh, they turn him over to the deputy and take him right back to Virginia City for trial. And you got to have a judge for trial. Circuit judge won't be around for four or five months. Man, won't them fellas have a time waiting for that trial. All them women coming in there, bringing them pine, cake, white bread, and all that stuff. All you fellas don't have but once a year, and maybe that's at Christmas. And them preachers, man, well, they shine. <laughs> Sounds like heaven waiting on trial to be hung. Yeah. I yeah. could I could definitely get a clipboard feeling on this scene too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if anybody is kind of on the fence about celebrating Halloween, I do have a mm. pumpkin carving kit that is just to place on your pumpkin, and it is in script moral dilemma. Oh, that's a good idea because a lot of people don't hold with Halloween. What with all them witches and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, mm -hmm. evil. It's a it's a it's a it's a pagan mm -hmm. ritual turned into a candy event. Yeah, Dalton, I can't imagine you fare well during these times. I mean, you got a uh, well, stress load. I fare just fine, but uh, there's <laughs> lots of people don't <laughs> lots of people don't come out of their interactions with me in the same shape they was in when they met me on Halloween. So if you come to me dressed up like a goddamn Frankenstein, <laughs> ringing my doorbell asking me for food, <laughs> don't be surprised what comes to you. <laughs> you'll, no thrust, you'll thrust the sword of everlasting life into the heart of the necromancer. Here, here. <laughs> I have no choice. The amount of, you know, but you know how sometimes on Halloween people stuck up on the Twixes and the Three Musketeers. I'm stocking up on stakes of wood. And I oh. keep about 50 of them in a bowl by the door. God, that, you know, I know we've talked That's about like what you yeah. do when you see a Freddy Krueger and all that. But what if you see a sexy Freddy Krueger? You still do the same thing? You take him down? You do it 10 times faster. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. But I'm not supposed to talk about any of that stuff. All right. All right. But just keep in mind, if you ring on my doorbell asking for food on Halloween night, it ain't going to go good. <laughs> all right. Well, anyways. Uh, OK. So now. Oh, yeah. There's a funny little scene here where Billy Johnson He's a uh, he is the son of the uh, murdered woman is just crying on his uh, knapsack. And he's just like, oh, it's funny. I don't know how to describe it. He's like a little boy <laughs> crying away. Anyway, little Joe wakes up. I guess what's funny about it is that it doesn't sound like natural crying at all. It's just like, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. I don't know. It made me laugh. 
Maybe I do like listening to people cry. I do usually laugh at that. But anyways, uh, little Joe comes along and he has a talk with him, and he he once again offers his services for counseling. He did that in the last episode. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to talk it through. Uh, and uh, a bit. Uh, what is it now? Oh yeah, Joe comes away from the conversation feeling like maybe we should just kill these bastards, and then because Adam. Prime, creamy, yeah. good and lazy. Yeah, yeah. He's getting into it. He's getting into it. He also it. has he has a lot of uh, pancake makeup on in this scene. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they used to wear th- that like, out on the range for protection. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Because I'd love to see a side by side comparison of him in the first scene <laughs> and him in this scene. Because that makeup artist is having a field day right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you going to do when Landon comes up to you and says, hey, I don't look pretty enough. Make me look pretty. <laughs> yeah. No choice. No one else is wearing that amount of pancake. <laughs> well, no one else needs to look that pretty. It might be actual Bizquick. <laughs> I love Bizquick. Delicious. So right? So Hell yeah. It was quicker. Yeah. <laughs> and Bissier. <laughs> well, now Adam gives a long speech about due process. Yawn, yawn, yawn. He wakes up <laughs> to give a speech about due process. <laughs> Putting me to sleep. Well, now it's the morning and they're out there tracking the bad guys. And they, uh, for some reason, they got all got to split up, you know. And uh, so turns out that Flint Johnson and his son, Billy, are the ones to come upon the nice guy, bad guy who is making his way back. And he turns himself in. He says, I'm sorry. Don't I'm, don't shoot. I'm turning myself in. Here's my gun. And Flint Johnson murders him cold blood. Cold blood. And uh, his son doesn't like it, but he says, well, okay, I'll back up your story. Then we have a little scene where Adam and Joe are trying to give this fellow a decent burial, which nobody agrees with, but <laughs> they're really working hard, just the two of them, to bury this poor guy. And everybody, and then uh, what? there's a bill, oh, whatever, there's a big dispute. This is a waste of time. But, and then, but, oh, yeah, Adam and Joe quit the posse. And the posse takes off without him, but it turns out that was just a ruse. Adam still wants to find the bad guys. He wants to find them first. Joe knows where the nearest water is, Pinnell Creek or whatever. And the way to get there faster is through some lava country. But it's going to be rough on the horses, but they're going to do it anyway, right? That's all that happens there. Yeah. It's a tiny house. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you. We'll get there in a minute because first we have a little scene with uh, Blackie and Schuster. And Blackie is really enjoying his water. He's making a big show out of how much water he's got. He's got a gigantic canteen, too. They gave him like three times the size of a normal canteen. (laughs) Just really enjoying his water while Schuster is literally dying of thirst. And at some point he says to him, you're mean. You're worse than a hydrophobic skunk. I think that's what he said. I don't know. Hydrophobia. Something. But uh, hmm. then uh, they stay head out. Now we get, oh, yeah. Okay. They find the old man. Oh, it's Pennell Springs. The posse. Oh, the posse figures out where they're going to, and they decide to get there the same way through lava country. But the bad guys find the Pennell Springs, which is a brown and fitted pond. <laughs> <laughs> That no one ought to drink out of, but Schuster sees it like water. Pond is a, a kind term for what that was. Yeah, yeah, that's sewage runoff. I've never seen anything. I got right. one of those running by my shipping container. I won't touch it. 
They rode 10 miles to get to that. And as you say there, Amy Sleverson, they got a tiny house. There's a tiny house right next tiny to the... Tiny house. <laughs> <laughs> right next to the fitted water. I'm going to open it. I want... I told him, I said, I want a tiny house, and then I want to make a tiny church. Oh. You would just have everything tiny. That's where you what? could drink your tiny wine out of a little thimble. Oh. Tiny wine, and then you have a tiny, tiny prison system, and then a <laughs> tiny everything. I got a theory about that house, that they was just building the living room, and it took them about eh, three days, but they'd been drinking that water, went, fuck this, let's burn <laughs> out, and that's all that oh. was left. You know, we need to get to a doctor. They died. <laughs> yeah, quite. They died. Yeah, they probably died. Probably That's a tiny died. grave. Do do we ever find out what this disease is? Speaking of like, the water. That Schuster has that makes yeah. him just drink and drink and drink. It's hydrophobia. Hydrophobia. <laughs> yeah. I almost Googled it and then I said, nah. nah. But yeah, I was curious. I did. I had a moment of curiosity. What could Schuster's <laughs> condition be that he cannot get enough water? Because you Google I thought it was going to be educational. Knows. Yeah, you don't want the government knowing what you're Googling. So you no. can't. You right. can't. Information's oh. bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll take a stab. Maybe kidney? I don't know. Oh, yeah, right. he's got some I kidney. just picked an organ. Yeah. He every once in a while grips his stomach. You notice that? Schuster every once in a while. Ooh, my kidneys. Or whatever. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he's got one of them conditions where you always got to like, put things in your mouth and swallow things. So that's why he just wants an excuse to put a stone in his mouth or something. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Suck on a pebble. Yeah. Well, okay. Now. Never Google tiny doorway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just do that? Did you uh -oh. just Google tiny doorway? Man. All right. I guess I won't. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's not even one decent entry. Oh, my God. I can see the reflection in your glasses. It looks like you've just got burned eye sockets. More stone butts. Dang. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that, Amy. You should get one of them, or your husband should put some kind of a, a parental block on your computer. Yeah. Preventing you from seeing things. Well, okay. Now, Schuster, he runs to that water like it's going to save his life, which I guess it is. But Adam fires a shot in the air. Oh, my God. The Cartwright boys have descended upon him. And he says, you know, and they, and they retreat into the house. Now, you got Blackie and Schuster holed up in the tiny house. And Adam is saying, come on out. They get a, they have a real nice shootout there. This is the first time I think that we've heard the ricochet sound effect on this show. They really used a ping. Yeah. Also, good. Adam and Little Joe were literally taking cover behind a branch. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they would go so far as to pull their guns over it to shoot over it. <laughs> it, it. It couldn't have been less cover. If anything, it was just ambiance. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah, there was no getting low or anything. Just stand up tall behind this branch and fire. <laughs> yep. But it worked for them. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, what happens there? Okay, now the posse rides down, and Adam says, "Nope, where I'm bringing these prisoners into into jail." Oh, but first, oh, this happens, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam says to Schuster, "All right, go out and drink some of that damn water if you want it so bad." And then the posse I've been shitting in there for days. But go ahead. <laughs> I don't think you're gonna like it. And the posse is there, and they shoot Schuster dead. Before and he has a moment of ultimate irony, just like I and I didn't even get to drink any water, and then yeah, bang, that's it. He's dead. Yeah. He falls into the puddle. 
He does. It's, um, just I'm the, the ancient thing. mariner. Water everywhere. Not a drop to drink. Yeah, because you mm. did. Yep. Well, now. My husband doesn't put anything on the computer to block me because we watch Christian porn. Oh, so we right. got to have access oh, to everything. Oh, I'm oh, glad to hear that. I know we talked about that last week. And they make spousal blocks for computers, too, where the husband can block the wife. Oh, they do? It only yeah. goes one way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, of course. My what, husband, what's the other way? He respects me. No, you're right. Me. I'm sorry I asked. Yeah. Yeah, your husband yeah. respects you. Yeah, we know that, Amy. Yeah, yeah he wants me to see all of it. Yeah. He thinks I can handle it. Wow. All that Christian porn. He's a good man. Well, now, now there's a funny little scene here where Adam, I guess, has made clear he's bringing Blackie in for a proper trial. And Blackie starts laughing and ridiculing Adam and saying, oh, there's no witnesses. I'm going to get out of it. And I, yeah, sure, I killed him. The other two guys didn't. He just confesses there on the spot. He's just saying, he's saying, really, if he had a lawyer, the lawyer would be scandalized. He's saying all the things that a suspect should not say while in custody. In front of two witnesses. Yeah. yeah. Now there's witnesses, you dummy. Yeah. <laughs> he shouldn't have did any of that. But now, to be fair, Adam never read him his rights. Uh, you got to do that. But now, so, and and little Joe is again, he's like, hey, why don't we kill him? He did just confess to the murder, but Adam won't do it. Now the posse comes down and there's a little parlay and there's a little, uh, Adam gets conked on the head by Paiute Joe, right? And then uh, the posse storms the cabin. Oh, yeah. And they catch the killer. They bring him out to a tree. And now Blackie is screaming, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. Yeah. And this scene, yeah. I mean, it got intense for Bonanza, I have to say. And this is Mutt Taylor talking to nobody else. I was, no. I was surprised at how kind of real this got. Yeah. That, yeah, he was truly terrified. He went from, ha, 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 I'm going to get away with murder, to, I don't want to die. Very yeah. guttural. Very yeah. good. I wonder if this was a scene he auditioned with. It must have been. Oh, yeah, the mm-hmm. audition scene. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they put a rope around his neck. They're about to string him up. And then Joe, little Joe, fires a shot. And he says, I'll kill the first man who puts weight on that rope. And that's it. We're back to the standoff. The, the Blackie comes back into the house. And then it's just from there a process of one by one, members of the posse saying, I'm bored and hungover. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, this isn't as fun as I thought it I'm, yeah. I'm riding out. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say. I'm riding out. I'm pulling out. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> Even Billy Johnson, to his own father, he says, man, I've had enough of killing. I've seen you now kill two innocent men and i've had enough and he leaves and hit and it's down to uh flint johnson and blue and buck the two nice fellas and uh adam says to the two boys he says you see what this has brought two men dead a friendship broken talk about him and flint a father split from his son and that's all those two nice boys need to hear they that's it they're done too they leave on to probably get slaughtered because they're, they're not ready for life in this land. No. Well, and then uh, our heroes, the Cartwrights and Blackie, he's not one of the heroes, but uh, <laughs> the Cartwrights and Blackie ride out too. Now they're bringing him to the jail where he's going to have just uh, months and months of pies and cakes and women that Blackie is. Before Apparently. he gets hanged. Before he gets hanged, I suppose. Yeah. And that's that's the hanging posse. That's how it ends there. 
Wow. Rebecca, yeah. what do you, what do you think? Who do we blame? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I mean, just the off wife. of that, I mean, <laughs> you got to blame. Guess, yeah, we Hattie, could, Hattie Johnson. Yeah, right? Hattie Johnson definitely would go up on the board, I guess, for not having uh, more uh, sharper for for being too kind and not ha- having sharper instincts. Asking um, for it is that what you're saying? <laughs> It, she not, was dressed very provocatively like in those. Uh, oh. She was dressed in. She only had three dresses on, I believe. Right. Well, is there a podcast that just does victim blaming? <laughs> That's. It's going to be my follow up. I'm, I'm starting a, a, another one. It's okay. just victim. It's for people who love that. So. Yeah. I would put them, I would put, you know, uh, just a general lawlessness in the West. Mm. Um, mm. I would uh, also, uh, riffraffery, what were those, what were those three guys Whoa. up to? That's yeah. no good. Lack of water, that seemed to be a huge issue. Unpreparedness. You know, uh-huh. maybe this all wouldn't have happened if they hadn't just stopped at the, at the woman's house. If they had, brought, you know, packed a few PB&Js, a few extra uh, ones. Right. You boy, know, boy. Western greed, you know? Oh, yeah. Why like, Why are they there in the first place? Like Western, Western greed. culture or like country Western greed? I was thinking more like gold rush, oh, you know? Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, listen, I'll take Western greed over Eastern <laughs> greed anytime. I'll yeah, I'll right take now. Western greed for 500, Alex. Here, here. <laughs> can, can I, I find one more? Sure. Yes, please. There's plenty of blame to go around. God's will. <laughs> God's will is is good. That is a really good one, Amy. Man. I, I would I would also put look away culture. Like those guys are like, you're a bad guy. Don't go in that house and rape that woman. And then he's like, I'm going to go by the pond. Just oh, don't do it. You know, that's a look away Just culture. Don't. That's such a cute they, name for such a sinister thing. Yeah, I'm a look yeah. away man. They I'm said just a I, little look away fella. I won't Blame take me. any responsibility for leaving Blackie here with a woman. That always goes if well. Was, if I turn my head, can I? We, we used to say about guys, about guys like Blackie, oh, he's nice enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't be in a room with him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's true. Those days are gone, right? Yeah. I hope. <laughs> They'll get in trouble for sure. I mean, ultimately, I do think it's Blackie's fault. And I would give the second runner up to God's will, like Amy suggested. Wow. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Right. I'd say I'd say no matter who else you come to blame in any of these situations, there is also God's will to blame as a superseding uh, blame target. So right? when people but say God way. is my co-pilot, it means like I'm going to do some bad things, but the, the sub tweet there is oh, i don't know what twitter is is that god's to blame right mm. okay i think that's right that's good to know well For, yes yes Chris, more, yeah. no well no. christian porn is usually about the treatment of vaginismus which is painful intercourse because women have scrupulosity and fear of 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 being sinful and i just and they usually just put larger and larger and larger objects into the vagina, mm-hmm. usually, you know, different pole shapes. And then oh. the man finally enters her after at about two hours in. And um so they start with wow. something real small and they build their way up to the size of a pecker. 
I, I and, know what you're talking about. I was watching some Christian porn last night called The Burning Bush, and they did some of that. <laughs> it's it's so wonderful because you realize. But the, the what I'm trying to say in regards to this episode is that we're we're being exposed to more and more of a subject matter because we can handle it. Our anal and our canals are becoming more and more open. I see because we're 12 episodes in. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yeah. That they can yeah. hit us with some heavy themes. They can, yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, they, like by the time we get to episode, say 422, we're in for a real, Manchester by the sea or something like that. Oh, I'd say. Wow. We're going to be splayed open like a like a call girl in her 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Aunt Dahlia. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a young person's game, call girl, in my opinion. But uh I don't know. I'm looking to still give it a shot. All right. <laughs> Why not? What was I going to say uh, just a moment ago on the subject of Christian porn? Uh, <laughs> oh, I forget. But, but uh, yeah, uh, the, so you couldn't really say that, that one of the Cartwrights had a love interest in this episode. So the love interest body count stands Candy. at six. Yeah. Mm. Uh, if you count Ben's, uh, no, yeah, Paul, Ben's. Uh, three wives, and then Hoss lost a love, and Joe has lost two. So well, we included a widower, isn't that one woman? The he said specifically as a line, "If you knew my wife." Well, if you want to count uh, a people that non-Cartwrights, women that non-Cartwrights are in love with, dying. Yes. All right, all right, we'll count that too. I'll put that too. on the list. How's that? I suppose a so. woman is a w- mother. A yes. woman is a mother. Okay. So a I'm mother gonna... is a woman, too. I'm adding her to the list, Hattie Johnson. But now I wonder if there's others that need to be added to the list if we're if we're widening it out. But that brings the love interest body count to seven. Any other women? I'll go back and look. I enjoy going back and look and see how many women died. Uh, <laughs> I'll take care of that. Every single woman has died so far. Uh like an octopus's body eaten by your babies. Yeah. A woman cannot survive being on Bonanza. Well, there you go. There's only 419 episodes left of this show, I'm oh, sorry to say. Crunch. I know. We're wow. winding down. We're winding down in the real home stretch. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, Rebecca, do you have anything you want to plug to the. I forgot to ask last week if Dirk Blocker wanted to plug anything. So, Rebecca, if you could plug anything you have and anything Dirk Blocker has coming up, too, that would be good because I did forget that. <laughs> Well, you should check out Dirk's uh, Instagram page for sure. Okay. He's got some fun uh, uh, gifts. Um, oh. And, yeah. And uh, you can also check out the Alarmist podcast. Where um, do you find that? Oh, anywhere you get your podcasts. You were talking Apple. Uh, we're talking Spotify. I get them uh, down at everywhere. Clem Howard's Dry Goods Shop. I get them at McSween's on my posse runs. Uh-huh. I think we're we're out there too. They've <laughs> McSween's for sure. Okay, good. She loves us. <laughs> All right, uh, Amy, uh, you plugged some of your products already. Got anything else you want to tell us about before we say goodbye and ride There's out? So, 
I have a new legal service that involves no documents. So it's for people who just want to get it done. <laughs> and you just, you do it. You take justice into your own hands. And then I call you and say, how'd it go? <laughs> that sounds great. That's for folks who did, yeah, yeah, don't want to get involved in all that paperwork. I like it. Yeah, save a tree. <laughs> it, it takes three months to see the district attorney. Are you kidding me? I'm just gonna go over and get my noogie myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, noogie justice. All right, so people should look for that now. As, uh, you can find that over at Lots Daughters. All right, folks. Next week, next week, or next should be two weeks. We'll be talking about uh, vengeance, which Amy has already seen. You already seen episode three. You've watched that accidentally last time. You want to tell us anything? Like, any teasers about it? Yeah. What do we got to look forward? What to? What do we got? Well, I'll just tell you that I, I'm going to get back at you for this one. Oh boy! Get it? <laughs> vengeance. Revenge. <laughs> I can't wait. Now I can't wait. You've whetted my appetite. All right. Yeah. No, go oh, ahead. You well, it will just, and on sale for that particular episode will be the family derringers with family engraved and then togetherness engraved on the other barrel. And then, you know, that that's wow. going to be for wow. it's a, a real deal. Oh, boy. Okay. For families. Because most people are killed by, with it, by family, by, um, I, Gunfire. Members of their own family? By people yes. you know. Yes. yes. Yeah, right. That's true. Oh, yes. That is, I will confirm I mean, that. That's the way it is ought it? to be. If you got to get killed by a gun, it should be from your own family. Yeah. That's you want to look in their eyes and go, mama? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they oh, say right? the scariest, pla- <laughs> scariest place to be is in your own home. So, yeah. yeah. If you're a woman, true. only if you're a During- woman. During the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm building a new house. You folks know that my the Wilcox Ranch uh, blew up. I had to hit the self-destruct button during the poetry exposition. And uh, now I'm building a new one. This one's underground, and I'm using that honeycomb method that was discussed. <laughs> I'm building myself a honeycomb underground house. Oh, I, and, you know, I got, a, I got a bone out of this account account. I'm not in my own land. So if you ever got a, a separate honeycomb hive. I'd I'd love to take you up on that. As far as I know, there's infinite land underground, so I can just keep I'll build your room. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you all so much for uh, tuning in, and we will see you next time. So long. Bananas for Bonanzas, brought to you by Andy Daly, with Maria Bamford and Matt Gordon. Theme song by Matt Gordon with The Journeyman, which in this case are Mark McConville, Daniel Nuchikoff, and Wade Ryan. Special thanks to our gang on the ground, Josh Richmond and Shannon Locke. Bananas for Bonanza is produced by Ryan Connor and Matt Gordon, and executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bennett. We'll see you next time.